Hi, I'm Adrienne Smith, and this is the Messy Progress Podcast. In today's episode, I'm talking with Bethany Lyons, the founder of Lions Den Power Yoga and Lions Den Digital in New York City. We dive right into the magic behind what it takes to deliver in a zipped up and professional way without drama. We just kicked it off here by saying like, let's just do this and try not to stick our foot in our mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Let's try to roll with it and see what comes out. And that's kind of like the theme of right this whole pandemic. Has that been something that you've been embracing? Like, let's just roll with it and see what comes out. Um, you know, I had different iterations, I think, during the pandemic of, well, we came first a month prior to us shutting down for the pandemic. We had a fire in our studio. And at the time, it felt like the world was ending and it was just a, a very big deal and, and very heartbreaking. And I actually think it was just like the dress rehearsal for what then actually happened. And so I think myself and my very small team felt uniquely ready for the next crisis because we had literally just been through, weren't even through a crisis. Yeah. Cause that was March. That was literally like you were supposed to come that to was, the summit. That was February, that- it was like February 15th was the fire and March 16th, we shut down for the pandemic. So it was like one month apart and, um, yeah, the fire was the like 1 a.m. on Valentine's, like Valentine's night. So the next day, February 15th. So <clears throat> I felt like, okay, here's just another crisis. So now we do this thing, but we had it in increments. And I'm actually really happy that it occurred that way because I don't know if I would have signed up for what I decided to do had I known the length of time. And what was it that you decided to do? I decided to teach live every day and to immediately go virtual. We closed Sunday by Monday night, we were up and running and not in a way that I, that I'm aware of anyone else did it. Um, If I'm going to do something, I want to do it extremely professionally. I want it to be zipped up. I mean, to the best of my ability. Yeah. Like zipped up and just zipped, I don't know, just zipped up and professional. And how do you do that? So how do you do that? Like where it's, I I feel the same way. I want to do the same thing. Yeah. And yet it's all these other things get in the way. So how do you do it where it's like, it is zipped up and professional in such a speedy time? Well, um, you gather people that can help you about with things that you know nothing about, like, hello, who knows sound? Who's going to help us figure out what wires we need to run and go get from this one store that's still open in New York City before they shut down. And who's gonna look up sound engineering on the computer? And who's gonna figure out what we need to buy for Zoom? Because we first also said, okay, well, we'll go on Zoom, but it was a hundred people, but we had we had three to 400 people in classes for a long time during that span of time. So we instantly then had to like, by the thing we're like i don't know maybe a thousand people are going to be on here it was just so every day it was like a new problem to have but it was like a new thing to solve so what i'll say about being professional is what i meant what i mean by that is i knew that i could deliver on camera uh i have a background in it i used to be like the walking talking soundbite for crunch 
I did a ton of press. I did a ton of like DVDs back in the day, really giving my age out here. No, um, I remember. So when back in, I met you in 2008, we were yeah. at a level two together in Montana. Montana. Yeah. And so when was your, when did your crunch stuff, your, you started fitness stuff, cr- crunch, you did soul cycle. Yeah, I was, well, I was yoga first, actually. I was a yoga studio and then I was teaching yoga in New York city. And one of the places that I ended up teaching for was crunch or crunch had a very robust, robust uh, yoga program. They had a yoga director, they had yoga studios separate than the group fitness studios. It was a little bit I think on the edge before a lot of gyms started doing that. So it was just like, and it was yoga teachers from New York city. It wasn't gym teachers doing yoga teaching. Got it. So it was just yoga. And, um, I worked there, taught yoga. Then I moved out to LA, taught yoga out there also was teaching at a place that had spinning. So I started spinning Then they were like, you should do this because I had musicality because I was a dancer. That's how I got into yoga to begin with. And then when I moved back to New York City, not even a year later, I went to Crunch and I was like, well, now I do all this other stuff. I didn't even tell them I was a dancer originally. So then I ended up doing everything in the universe for them because I was like, I could teach. Tell me what you want me to teach. I taught everything. And, um, And then I started doing a lot of their press because I was launching a class for them and we got press from it. So they had me on a live segment and I could do that. I can walk and talk and chew gum on camera. So then it just became like, I became a face for them. I was on billboards for them. I was in tons of videos and promos for them. And then I was auditioned for the actual DVDs that used to launch, which, I mean, I was the number one yoga DVD on Amazon for like a long period of time, kind of crazy through crunch. And then through that, then I got, then other people just contacted me, other producers and directors. And so anyway, I knew that I could deliver mm-hmm. and I knew it wanted, it wouldn't be like, and people being awkward on camera, et cetera. So I was like, that's it. You have to teach because I know that I can do this. I can eventually train other people, but I can't do that in five seconds. And I need lighting. I knew like Amanda, who's our photographer and uh, designer and also a teacher. I knew she had lighting. I was like, how are we getting the lighting from Queens? Um, yeah, so you, you said that like the team part was you knew people that knew other things. You knew the I had to just part, say, you knew the totally. Like, part. I yeah. know I can deliver the class and be the talent on camera. And I know that I can figure out the moving parts, but do I know how to get sound hardwired into the system to make it sound better than anything else that's happening out there? No. And I refused originally we didn't do, I think the first like two weeks we didn't have music because I couldn't get the music perfect. Yeah. And that's how I'm the same way. I'm like, we kept trying all these different things. And I'm like, you guys, we can't just send playlists over Spotify. It's just not, it's not what we're about. It doesn't all come together. Right. And so unless you're playing background music and then what's the point of it anyway? I mean, my, that's how I teach with music. Yeah. So I think you can teach different ways of music. And I, and like, I get the validity of that too. Like, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus who did that, I think. And a lot of people were, they were literally in their dining rooms. And that just is what had to happen. And I get that, but I was in a unique position where I didn't have to have that happen. And I thought that delivering from the studio professionally, suited up, showing up. I did like hair and makeup every day. I wore new outfits every day. It gave our entire community plus then the growing digital community that we actually got during this time a sense of like, 
normalcy and things are okay versus like Bethany's in her pajamas in a dining room teaching every day. Like that wouldn't have had the same impact. Oh, we got a banner made like in two and a half hours. I was like, how do we, how do we, we need a banner. And then Amanda's like, there's no way. I said, ask, what else are they doing from the middle of a pandemic? Let's ask. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's how I, I mean, I would have done it however we needed to. I would have done it out of my dining room. I mean, like had that had to happen, but like. Yeah. And so walk me back through, we were talking before this about how at first, like which studio you chose to teach from. And then even the walk, you know, you, you chose the closest one to your house, Yep, 10 blocks away, you walked yep. your dog yep. and even following all of the protocols of staying distance, not being guidelines, no one, no one was in the city. No, no one. Yeah. I mean, it was the apocalypse. I could, and though you still got like people being like, are you, you shouldn't be doing this. Oh yeah. Yeah. We had people reaching out. How are you in the studio? Blah, 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 blah. And uh, concerned about what I'm doing about safety, et cetera. Um, which I just don't really have a lot of time for that, to be honest. I mean, I would answer them because I think everybody's scared and stressed under normal circumstances. I would be like, go get a life, Mm -hmm. get bigger problems than involving yourself in my life where there is no problem. Yeah. And so the three things that you said so far is like a team, a team of people who know what they're doing on the things that you don't know about to help right. you through the column problems where there's solutions, mm-hmm. asking someone, like if someone, we think we can't do something, we'll just ask. Totally. Figure we, it out. There ha- or there has to be a way. I would just keep saying that. They'd be like, well, you can't do that. I go, there has to be, there has to be a way. We just haven't asked the right person or we haven't asked the right question or we haven't figured out the right hack yet but there has to be a way. So we just have to figure it out. And that was just like my answer always when people would, when different team members, and I don't really, we just don't have that happening anymore because for a period of time, it was sort of like, I would get those kind of questions. Now my whole team just knows it, we have to figure it out. Yeah. And the so they're the, yeah, they're the drivers of that too. Um, the amount of growth that has happened also with this very small team has been um, inspiring, like crazy inspiring to see people, you know, there's that like sink or swim, like swim, you know, like be like, okay, butterfly, 500 butterfly go, (laughs) you know, and really do it. Um, I, I just, I feel, I feel ridiculously lucky. That's amazing. But for some reason, this, this story came up, I'm just going to share it is um, years ago, my husband broke his collarbone and mm-hmm. it was right before a race. And so this idea of sink or swim, and I was going to do the race, but he wasn't going to, because he had broke his collarbone. Right. And he literally had his arm in a sling. Right. And so a triathlon takes swimming, which you need your arms for cycling, which you need to put your hands on your handlebars for and running. You could get by the jarring action doesn't feel jarring. So not so great. Right. I have However, a broken collarbone. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you about that for sure. And <laughs> um, he pretended like he wasn't going to do the race. And then all of a sudden I was on the race course and he had a medal on his neck. And I was like, wait a second, what? He went out and he did it. And he, I have pictures of him. He literally tied an, a bike tube 
um, an inner tube from a bicycle around his arm and swam with, and he did well, like he qualified for the USA triathlon worlds with even a broken collarbone. And so it's amazing. I know, but it's like, you've talked about it and I've, you know, followed you a lot on Instagram because of this whole, like, let's figure out the solution to this. It's like, there's gotta be a solution. There's gotta be a way if you want to do this thing, which some of us are just not sure right now, right? We had that conversation. I'm like, what is yeah. it that you want to do? And then it's like, when you know you want to do it, just go all in, get the right yeah. team around you, figure out the solution Yeah, and don't waste time on other people's garbage. Yeah. So this reminds me. So originally when we were told we were shutting down, we thought it was two weeks. You know, I told my whole team, I I'd, I'd had to lay off 40 people. I've never had this kind of emotion in my whole life. And, um, or just this feeling like, I'm responsible for people and I'm, I was, I was responsible for a lot of people's main income and I'm not anymore. And now what's that like? Horrific. Yeah. Horrific. Horrible. And I had never been in a situation where like, I can't fix it. I can't fix it. I can't solve it for you. I can't solve it for all of us. I can't even solve it really like entire, I mean, right now I haven't solved the money part of this for myself. Like I'm, you know, I was originally like very quickly digging a hole of debt. Now it's just slowed to a shovel, but you know, I couldn't fix it. And so then when I could put my attention on something and I could do something and I could at least still fix it or solve it for my core people, then I felt very purposeful about it. And so it just gave me a drive of like, well, I could, very, very frustrating to be like, I can't, I can't solve this for us. I can't get the solution for this. I had this one other time, um, one other time when uh, Aneta, who now owns a Power Yoga Canada, she's one of the co-owners with Pauline and Kinley. Um, she was my studio manager and was having to leave the country. And I was like, we'll figure this out we will be able to get you a visa. I will handle it. I will do whatever I need to do. I will petition the governor. I will. I was just like, and I couldn't fix it. So I, I mean, these two things and to do is then put my attention on something that I can create a positive impact on and, and to give up that. No, I can't, I can't do everything. Yeah. Tell me about like, what was, I have, to, I had to do this recently with someone that was really important to me and take her off the payroll and yeah. um, look at, yeah, like not digging a huge hole of debt. And I'm still in the aftermath of we're not speaking and it's really hard. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, like there's ways that I could have done a better job of handling the, you know, just that process of in the conversation, let's just say that, like the conversation around, like, this is the direction we're going, going forward. Mm -hmm. what was it like for you? Like for, I mean, I had to do that with basically one person and all that my other teachers were teaching like a class here and there, they weren't making their full income from our studio. And so it didn't, for me, it wasn't that hard in that mm -hmm. way. It was just like, it's just what was happening. And everyone's yeah. like, okay, got it. But what was it like? Like 40 people, like how did, what was that conversation? Did you gather people? Did you do it over so Zoom? Yeah. I mean, I couldn't gather people. We weren't allowed to. 
we were all quarantined and people were all over the place. I mean, originally we had a call that was like, we'll see, we, well, the day that we closed, we had to lay everybody off because there's no way I can sustain that. There's no way we could sustain payroll. It's just, you just look at numbers and it's reality. And I was very, um, and not paying my, I mean, like not paying myself, not paying. The only people I was paying were Zach and Mary Allison, who were my student Correct. manager and my <laughs> student manager. And uh, yes, and rent and my landlords. And uh, it was just dollars and cents. So you just go like, look, this is the last thing I want to be doing. I was just very transparent and honest and direct and real. And, I, and as much as the information sucks to have it come, there's no way to dress it up. And I, uh, I you know, sort of addressed all of that. And then once we knew that this was not just like a two week thing, it was gonna be a longer term thing. Then I had a closure call with the whole staff and the teachers too, because the sort of in the space was, well, we're waiting to reopen. And when we wait to reopen, then everything goes back to some sort of normalcy, right? So everyone's sort of, they're on unemployment or, or, or they're not, or they're teaching on their own or they're not. Um, but I felt very weighted, like everybody's waiting for me to still fix this. And so I felt it was necessary to have like a, besides the fact that when we, when we do reopen, I'm still going to speak in that term because I, <laughs> we still don't have a date, but like, that's where my mindset is when we do reopen, it's going to look very different and it's not going to have the same team period. It might involve some of the same people, but what I'm doing now is much different than what I was doing then. Mm -hmm. And what the job looks like is much different than it was then. And by now, like some people have moved out of the state and I mean, moved out of the country <laughs> we've had, you know, and so I also didn't want, I didn't want to feel like I was beholden to anyone and I didn't want anyone to feel beholden to me. Like they were doing something wrong by getting on with their life mm -hmm. versus being in this sort of like wait mode for lion's den to reappear. And originally, like my initial call with them was like, we are not just going to survive this. We're going to thrive this and we're going to be back better than ever. And don't you worry. And like, I got your back and blah, 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 blah. And then that's just not what was reality very quickly. I mean, we're six plus months in we've, I, I have, I have filmed well like 175 over, classes. We have 175 on recorded. Oh yeah, like this Thursday is going to be 179. So I want to do a whole legally blonde thing. 179, <laughs> 179. <laughs> but I mean, I've filmed well over 200. That's what we have that like the sound is good and we uploaded it and you know, originally that we didn't upload everything. And those are all going to go away too once this new platform happens. It's like starting again because the quality won't be where the quality is from everything else. We might keep like the top 10 from the pandemic or whatever, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, it was, it, it was really hard. And I've had to have some, you know, I've definitely had follow-up conversations and the ones that are hard are, are the ones that, you know, uh, are my friends too. There's people that are my friends that I'm all, I, we, we have different roles with each other. Right. And some people, you know, uh, transverse that very well. And some people don't. 
Yeah. And, um, but I just, there's no money. It's really that simple. Yeah. So it's when not, I say what, it's, it's, it's kind of what you said before, you're like, I want to do all these things. I oh. want to thrive. I want to do all these things. And what do I want is like, and the reality is. I want, right. I want nothing more than to have us just like, I want nothing more than to be able to like give you a job and pay you money. I want that more than being able to pay myself. Like I, I really do, but I can't that you have to, I mean, there will be nothing for anyone. If I had, if I had just kept everybody on and had different teachers teaching and paying, no, I would have already been done. Yeah. So some really like decisive things. And it's, it's, um, it's been eye opening. I'll say to see, you know, you know, just how, how everybody chooses to take this on. And I understand all of it. And I yeah, understand that's the interesting the, thing about it, right? It's like yeah. yoga is I, about like we teach about compassion and empathy and understanding. And, and there's been so many times that I've been up against. I'm like, I don't get why you're still doing this. And yet I'm like, oh, wait, because everyone's experiencing this so vastly differently. Totally. And people, I mean, people in the city too, I have to say this all the time. I, I've had to say this too to Zach and Mary Allison with, with just people like contacting us or being upset about things or they didn't get the link and they're like losing their minds. I'm like, just be so kind. Everyone is having a hard time. Just everyone's having a hard time. That's it. Everybody's having a hard time. And so how can we just be kind to people? That's yeah. It. What have you done for yourself? That's been, um, like when, during the time, any, like, have you hit it? Let me ask you a different question. Have you hit any like crazy lows that, and what do you like? What was, what did that look like? Okay. I talked about this actually earlier today with, um, we were talking about this at the studio. I was talking to Zach about it. Um, I had, so this period of time where I'm in this vortex of being by myself and basically having a live TV show every day because it was so many people, right? So it was like, I felt just like massive, not, I'm not gonna say pressure, but just like responsibility. I'll say that I felt responsible. So I was like, okay, so it's, so from three to like eight, that was that one class because I had to get ready. I had to like do all the social things. I had to get to the studio. I had to set up everything in the studio. I had to then teach the class a pre-party class after party, do all the social, shut down everything, come home. So it's like five hours of every day during that period of time was this one class. And just by yourself. Just by myself. Now, Zach and like Ma were, uh, remotely doing the zoom things. I am the least technical human being on the face of the planet. Like when I saw one, like when I sat, I like solved one sound thing once and I was like, yes. <laughs> so I, uh, they were definitely supporting, but they just weren't at the studio. So, um, anyway, it was during this time and it was just, just a weird vortex, you know, and like, then the rest of the day I was working and I was by myself and just trying to then have all these conversations with a lot of crying people and all of it. Right. And I had, um, a lot of people at this time, teachers and studio owners reaching out to me saying, how are you doing this? And how are you doing this? And what are you using? And blah, blah, blah. Asking for advice on stuff. I've definitely been one of those people for sure. Totally. <laughs> and I was like, 
da, 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 you know, like telling people this is the mic we're using. This is, but also we had a sound person come in and it's hardwired. So you can't, we have a soundboard, like if you're in your living room, you can't do that. And, you know, just all that stuff. And one night I got back late and I had a message from a, a woman. I didn't recognize who it was, but you know, on Instagram, it's like, butterfly city four, you know, like, I don't know who your name is. Sometimes, you know, people don't have to have a different mm -hmm. handle or whatever. So I'm like, I don't know who this is. And was asking like, so how, like, how are you doing classes or something like that? It was like a very general question like that. And I don't know her. And there was like no other reference to it. And usually I would have like been like, well, we're using zoom for right now, but we're going to be doing a new platform coming soon. And also we're not using a camera. We're using a computer. We're using an, uh, an Apple computer because the camera is so great. Well, I would have like written it all out. Instead, I just wrote Zoom and a computer. That's all I wrote. And I, I, got, I got back this message. And it, the thing was, it wasn't a teacher. It was a student trying to figure out how to take class with us. So basically the way they read my response was like, Zoom and a computer, bitch. Like, like oh. she wrote back like, uh, duh, obviously. And you are the most rude human being ever. Like I got that, this whole response and I was like, no, 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 no. Like I would read your thing wrong. And like, I thought you were a teacher asking for what equipment we were using. And I get, I wish guess I was also short in that answer. And this is how we do it. And we'd love to have you take class, blah, 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 blah. And it wrote this whole thing never heard back from her. And it was just that, it was like the thing that broke me because all I had been doing was just trying to show up as well as I could for, for every human being and do, like doing my absolute best. And I just ended up on my bedroom floor, just like crying. Just I've crying, like just, just crying. And then I, I think I, did I call Zach? I think I called Zach and I was like, I just, I mean, that's like, so now it's part of our lexicon though. Anytime we're annoyed by something, we're like zoom in a computer, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> because that, I didn't actually write bitch, by the way, in the, in the, I, didn't, I didn't do it. It was just, that's how it occurred, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, I hope that woman's doing okay. Yeah. But that's what it is, right? Like we ask a question, we see someone, I mean, at the beginning of this, I remember it was like before masks were a thing. It was like, all of a sudden we saw someone wearing a mask and it was like, why are you wearing a mask? But then it's the person's receiving the question or how they answer it. It's all gets misconstrued. I feel like it's more misconstrued now than ever. And especially like, I mean, I've made a major, I've made some, so many mistakes that I'm like, what you're describing like on the bathroom floor, like, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. I wasn't trying to be a dick. Right. Yeah, and yet totally. that's how it got received by whomever. And um, right. I feel like the, the hardest part of this for me personally is always like that people pleaser in me and like wanting it to like my best intention is this. Mm. And then it's like, well, that wasn't the experience that you gave. And it's, I don't know. Yeah, I get that. I, uh, um, I don't, I don't so much have that people pleasing gene. I think it was just, I understand what you're saying. Totally. I, I don't, it doesn't, that doesn't resonate with me as much as like, um, just failure in delivery or something like, like 
like this I'm doing well. And then like it not going over well. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. And I, I, I think that's the thing for me is like, if I, someone said this to me a long time ago, they're like, a teacher of mine said, um, you want to get to the point where you like, you, you might not say this, but whatever, embody it or whatever, but she's like, I don't care what you think about me, but I care about you. Yes. And I'm like, yes, that's how I live. And so it doesn't really live in people pleasing, but it is like, no, I do care about you. And I'm, it sucks that you didn't get that. From totally. Me. That's what it was. I was just like, this sucks. Like this sucks that you're, that this is your experience. And like, it's totally just a communication fail, but you know, that stuff is going to happen. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm certainly not, I certainly have not been a people pleaser though. In the past six months, I've pissed off a lot of people. Um, I'm sure probably a lot more than definitely a lot more than I've actually said it to my face. Um, I have had a lot of people with a lot of opinions on what I should be doing and how I should be doing this and how, and, and I'm like, love, lovely. And it's not what I'm doing. Yeah. Like how do you, how have you decided? And so you're coming out with this new, um, there's a couple things you're doing. You're doing a new platform. You've got a 200. I have a whole virtual. new business, a whole okay. new business. So separate from Lion's Den Power Yoga is Lion's Den Digital. Okay. Totally separate business because, and they can, they can support each other but it's a totally different business. 100%. So talk about that. What do you mean by a totally different business? It's a new LLC. It's a new business plan. It's a totally different model. It's, a, I mean, there's so much different and there's people like that would work at Lion's Den that would never work at Lion's Den Digital. Got it. On the back end and on the front end. It's a rare, it's a rare teacher. I'll say also with just like teachers, it's a rare teacher that they are, highly impactful in the classroom in person and highly impactful on camera and highly impactful on camera live and highly impactful on camera pre-recorded mm -hmm. and able to make the experience of that come to life. I've met teachers that are like so, so in the classroom that are amazing on camera. Amazing. It's crazy. It's just like, that's their place. I have also, there's teachers that are tremendous in the classroom and it's, this is, this is not their bag teaching and yeah. particularly teaching very specifically the way that I want it delivered. Yeah. So I, let's talk about that is like this idea of being messy. It's like how much, how much of an opportunity do you give someone when you're mentoring, giving opportunities, being in that leadership role of like, mm -hmm. how many, how many opportunities do you, and it's, it's all unique, I'm sure. Cause it's like, well, that person you saw the first time wasn't great on camera or they weren't great as a teacher. Like we're not great at anything we're doing for the first time. hundred percent. What's your process for that? Um, they have to do the work. So I'll talk about what Mary Allison and Zach have done. Cause they're the only two people that have been on camera outside of like a guest, like guest teachers coming in, which was different because it was a guest teacher. It wasn't part of our team anyway. Um, I had training days with them. We did an entire day of intros, just walking on camera and introing themselves and then watching it and then losing their minds and then doing it again and then doing it again. 
Um, we did a day of then like teaching and teaching in different ways, like teaching Zoom style where you're actually engaging with people, teaching just to the camera, practicing and teaching. And then I gave them homework. I said, you guys want to get it? I said, I need you to get on camera. It's not even like you want to get on camera. I need you to get on camera. You're both tremendous teachers. And I think you'll both be good on camera. Um, engaging and like be able to do this. They're also great. They get feedback to action so well because we've been training together for so long. I just like, no, they can deliver. I said, you have to start singing while you're biking around the city. You need to start doing stairs and singing. You need to, because you can't be out of breath. Mm -hmm. And you have to make it look easy because that's how it's better received from the practitioner, from the user end. Yeah, it's like one thing if you're warrior one, warrior two versus warrior one. <laughs> yeah, like you can't, like you can't be, you can't be doing that. And then you can't deliver the practice. Like if you're going to be the, the, the visual body, because especially when we're not in the same place, a visual I think is, is very helpful and is necessary for a lot of people. I think me personally, some people are visual learners. Some people are auditory, much fewer some are, you know, like in the experience of it, they're still getting like in a classroom setting, people get to visually learn all the time, even when the teacher's not demoing, because there's, there's people around you doing the thing. So you can reference things or you can see peripherally, or you can be cued sort of that way. And in this scenario, that's not happening. And so you just can't, but it's just, is not going to show up in any way, shape or form well to either be sort of practicing, you know, like if you're going to demo a pose, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you're going to totally. demo a pose, you demo the pose. Mm -hmm. If you're not going to demo the pose and don't demo the pose, but don't half ass demo the pose. Yeah. The moment, and this is like, this goes back to even teaching in person where we do this with our teachers and training where I feel like I'm going against everything that I originally always said about teaching because I'm, I am teaching from my mat a lot mm -hmm. now that we're doing virtual because I Let's say Different. sometimes, sometimes we don't have people even on the screen, like sharing their camera. So I'm not going to be teaching a flow and just spitting out words, but not having it no. land in time yeah. and all those things. But I can just remember the beginning of, um, even just like stand at the beginning of class and then reach to extended mountain pose. If I stand at the front of class and I say reach, but I only go like this, everybody there's a good portion of people that only go this far because I've stopped halfway and then started walking through the room. Yep. And it's, it's interesting that, you know, you say this about um, all these different parts and pieces to teaching on camera, teaching pre-recorded, teaching Zoom is it takes, what I heard you say was, no, you're in a, to, to Zach and what's your other partner's Mary, name? Mary Allison, but we Mary call Allison. her Ma. Ma. Ma that there's like something in them already that you're like, no, you're a phenomenal teacher and we're going to figure out how to get you to do all these things. Like certain things totally. are trainable. And then there's other parts where it's like, no, this yeah. isn't your bag. And no, I think totally. it's like, you're willing to do the work. Yes. And also there's a point where we're like, this isn't going to be the thing. This isn't totally. going to be the thing for you. Totally. If I was rolling this out, not during this time, I would be doing it very differently. I would be holding I'd be having submissions and holding auditions and blah, 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 blah. And instead, I mean, I knew this, I just have to make this work, but I also, I just knew they were going to be great anyway. Mm -hmm. And then we'll see. I'm, I haven't decided everything else that's going on yet. 
So we'll see how I like how I do that. But there's there's an intangible on camera because there is an element of performance that is not needed in like say a traditional studio studio setting. But if you're going to do like giant events, like teach in Times Square, you're going to teach it, you know, a giant thing that requires a different level of delivery, right? And I think, I think it's best delivered in a, in a, in a different way. And so there's a, a not teachable thing that has to be present. And if, um, and what and is that? What do you see? Like, what do you look for? That's, it's, um, it's that intangible performance quality. It's that intangible, like, it's not just comfortable, but comfortable at a, at a, um, I'll say a heightened level. Like my intro into class right now is so different than my intro to class when I was walking in the studio. It would be so weird if I came in the studio and was like, welcome everybody. You are here with us at Lion's Den Power Yoga in Chelsea. We are live. We are about to have a live class in person together. I'm so excited to see you, blah, 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 right? Do my whole thing. Child's pose, right? I would just be like, so strange. But on camera, you actually have to lift that level up. Just like I would never, I don't teach with, a, with makeup and do my hair normally. But on camera, I will be washed out. Mm -hmm. And you won't actually get to see my expressions and you won't get to experience like what I'm trying to bring because I have limited tools. So if I want to bring a fun party vibe, then I want to bring a fun party vibe. And I'm going to do it with my clothes. I'm going to do it with my makeup. I'm going to do it with my hair. I'm going to do it with my delivery. And I have to do it at a heightened space or place than when I'm in person with you. Because I also can't vibe off of whether you're getting it or not. Yeah, that's the thing with like online is like, I can, we're obviously having a conversation. You're unmuted. Yeah. And yet when we teach in a class, like everyone's muted. I can't tell if you're breathing. And so there is this part where I feel like as a teacher, I have to bring, I have to bring my energy almost up a whole nother level as a, Oh, for sure. Because for sure. if times you 10. can't feel times 10, you have to bring the energy that, I mean, if you want to have people to have an experience like a classroom setting to any degree, then the energy level has to match that, except they don't have all the bodies around them. So you are the singular energy source that's going to bring that forth. Yeah. And you've learned all this because you started, how old were you when you first started dancing? Oh, like five, five, six. Um, yeah, I had that sort of in my, in my back pocket always, you know, I know I knew how to make things look easy. I was a ballet dancer. So it's like your job is to make things look easy that are ridiculously hard and you know um you're dying but you can't let anyone see that because you're just you know um and so that's that's been in my wheelhouse and then i've done enough on camera stuff that i just also i taught for soul for i was the first instructor ever hired by soul cycle there were three of us at that time lost i learned a lot of scrappy things with that business and the empire that that became and i was there for 11 years and it was the same, same on a bike. Like I just intuitively got that, like, if I look like I'm struggling, it doesn't, it, it, that's not inspiring. 
Yeah. I mean, once in a while, I mean, I can get to a place where I'm like, oh my God, that was, you know, I'm sweating. I mean, you can see me sweating on camera. It's not like I'm not working, but it's just not cute for me to be out of breath. Well, so and it's interesting train. that you say, you say that from, um, for some reason this came to mind is it's not interest. It's not inspiring to be struggling. And no. at moments, like I'm thinking about just these, what we kind of like what this whole purpose of us even having this conversation is, is like, it's not just, we walk in and it's easy. And there's people that show up to classes. Like there is a lot of behind the scenes. There's a lot of history. There's a lot of things. There's a lot learn. of struggle. There's yeah. a lot of struggle. It's just in doing the work that gets you to the place where you then can deliver. It's like, um, like I watch, I watch all my classes and I critique them. I give myself notes like Michael Jordan with a basketball game. Mm -hmm. I, um, the whole thing about doing, uh, like pre-work where I told them to like run stairs so that they can breathe and talk while they're out of breath. I mean, that's things that like Janet Jackson and Paul Abdul and all of the dancing singers, they used to work out while singing their sets. Madonna for sure. I mean, stop it. Woman yeah. works harder than anyone on the whole planet. So that's the, that's the struggle. And I'm happy to share that behind the scenes. But then when you get the product, I want you to just, I want you to get the experience that you came for, not my struggle. Right. Like you, you don't need me to be like, wow, everybody, I'm having such a hard time. I've had to work so hard. <sighs> you know, like, it's like when teachers come in and they're, they, you know, have you ever, I'm sure you have taken a class to yoga teacher that comes in and they're like, everyone, I've just had the worst day. And let me tell you, and it's like, what? You just vomited all over everybody. And it's the same, same with like being out of breath or not being suited up or coming in with, you just gotta yeah, like drop just, that at the door. Even just like um, posture, like if your posture 100%. is like you walk in and you're just like, oh, here we are looking at the right. computer screen, then it's, it's felt and yeah, even, even over screen, even over a screen, we can feel that even more so yeah, possibly hundred percent. And I have to change the way in which I even, I don't do as much of like just staying in front of a screen. I'm also moving to a platform and that's not really going to be what we're doing anyway, but I can deliver regardless. So it doesn't matter to, to me. Um, like, but we're still going to have a hack where we can still have zoom screens for people that want them. They just won't have sound be it. it. Okay. We're working that out. Cause that was another thing where I'm like, some people are really just like the CNB scene is really important. So how can we still make that happen? But I don't want them watching the class on Zoom anymore because the, the sound quality and the picture quality is going to be perfect on new platform. It's going to be a totally different experience. There's going to be, and the pre-recorded stuff is going to be edited with different camera angles and all sorts of stuff. I mean, I want a jib and I wanted to get like a whole production crew in and do a shoot with that. And then we were like, actually, we can do this. Because a production crew for a few days, I mean, that's like a ten thousand dollars shoot. Yeah. Another another ten thousand dollars that I don't have. So um, we were try we researched a bunch of cameras and like all that stuff, and then the final deciding factor of us staying with uh, computers and iPhones was uh, Gaga's "Stupid Love" video was shot on an iPhone, and then I Zach and I were like, "Game on, done, we can do this." Yeah. So it's really great to hear all these things as a, 
you know, like being in this kind of, I'm in the same kind of game. Yeah. And it's a, it's a matter of like, what do we want to do? And uh, someone said the other day, it's like, well, we learn from our experiences, mm-hmm. but we can learn so much through others' experiences. And like, really, oh God, yes. why is iPhone, the iPhone sells, sold you because you saw that someone else who has, you know, this has like the level of quality and wants to deliver and wants to like all that stuff. Like I resonate with those kind of performers that de- deliver that kind of quality. And she chose not to get a production crew and choose an iPhone. So you're like, dang, I, we can yeah. do that. And I will do that because that person has, I have mad respect for them. Yeah, totally. You got this. But there's, I mean, there's, there's so much, there is so much backstory and struggle. And I, I like sharing that, the behind the scenes stuff of that. And I do it a lot socially. I think, I think that's why, like my social platform is, it's the real, I mean, I'm very real for the most part. I showed my cat's funeral two weekends ago. I remember so, seeing that. I mean, Sorry. I'm just like, I'm like, oh, thank you. Well, Mocha. Uh, I try to share, you know, like I try to, I try to share as much as I can that I feel is appropriate mm-hmm. or that I, I'm comfortable sharing, but that's not just the highlight reel. And I think that that takes people back a little bit sometimes, but I think it works. And um, what did I want to, what was I just thinking about? I lost my train of thought. One thing that you brought up and um, because you said anything was allowed on topic, I was going to, I'm going to just go for it is you brought up when we were at a training together last year, you said, said you, you started the studio originally with your partner, John, my husband at the time, husband at the time. And most recently, so we were at this training back in November and you shared, you said we were able to move through our divorce by using the tools and practices of Baptiste yoga and not hiring attorneys. Correct. I spent zero money on attorneys. John spent zero money on attorneys and we legally divorced in New York state. So what was that? You know, we've both been teaching. This is how we originally met is like, yeah, just that in the practice. I want to talk about like the practicality. So there's Baptiste yoga we're teaching physically. And that's what a lot of people just see. And then there's yeah. the like, no, taking these tools and like, no, what really matters is what we're doing with them in our life. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's just the, that's just the channel, like the asana practice or uh, meditation or inquiry work or any of that. That's just the channel. Well, for me, it's just a channel to empower people. So I want to empower people. And one of the best way I've found to do it is through this. And currently the best way I can do this is through, you know, a camera, I think, you know, but it dep- but people have different ways, modalities in which they want to. Um, but yeah, I mean, what we want to be able to do is use it like you and I are using it right now by being okay, by of reinventing ourselves and being honest about what works and what doesn't work and being honest about, but, but still being for a thing, you know, it's like the, be a, there's three themes of Baptist yoga, be a yes, you know, give mm-hmm. up what you must come from you already now. It's, those are real things. And, um, John and I, when we were, were going through it and it's not that there was not mess, there was total mess. I mean, there was, there were definitely 
heightened discussions. There's been a lot of up and ups and downs there. And there's been different iterations of what we thought our relationship was going to look like post being married and what it has ended up being, which are very far from each other. And um, we just always said team us the whole time. So anytime we started to get off, someone, someone would call it. Someone would be like, mm, team us, team us. This is not it. And so and different from like us. team I. Yeah. Not like team Bethany and team John, just team us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I don't agree with all his choices and he doesn't agree with all my choices. And, but we were able to, and I, I wanted to just I didn't want to win that. Mm. I don't, I, I just wanted both of us to walk away as whole and complete as humanly possible in that scenario. And so anytime it started to, you know, diverge, <laughs> like go into a, a, a thing that was not great, it just, I just kept coming back to that. Um, and it was a, and it was a, and it was a process. It was not like, I, let me be very clear. This is not like, yeah, yes, we were so for each other and it was so quick and easy. Like, no, we owned a, we didn't, we didn't have, we don't have kids together, but we had a business together. And also the amount of, the amount of people that were, that said to me, their first things were like, at least you don't have kids. I just wanted to strangle so many people. Yeah. Like, oh yes, I forgot my life and my marriage doesn't matter as much because I don't have children. Totally. Does it make it any less hard? No. And like, and we, and we had a whole livelihood together, you know, and I, and it was very public and I had a very, pub, you know, I had to deal with all of that. This wasn't like we were a known entity mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that's always been, that's always a, that's always like a tricky thing to, to ride. But, uh, I think that any scenario, whether it's a giant life change, a pandemic, a divorce, a, a, a pregnancy, a loss of a pregnancy, uh, uh, you know, uh, anything that's happening, that this, that this methodology has worked for me when I work it. And sometimes I don't work it mm-hmm. and I choose that. Yeah. What's that, an example of like when you don't work it or you haven't worked it recently? Um, when I don't work it is when I, uh, like, I mean, I can use my, I can use my divorce actually. Like there were times where I was just, I'm, not accepting how this is going. Mm. I'm not accepting the way in which whatever you're showing up or how this is showing up or choices that are being made that are affecting my life and they're showing up publicly and I do not accept this. And then I suffered more about it until I decided I didn't want to suffer about it anymore. And then that's like, it's funny because then the methodology and the work just comes right in there. It's like, oh, I'm not going to suffer anymore. I'm going to choose to accept but that doesn't happen. Like I'm not Buddha, you know, it doesn't happen just like instantaneously always. And, um, it took, you know, I, I have to say it took me a lot longer 
to move on from this than I ever thought I would, that it, that it would. And I was the, I, I mean, this was a, this was my choice. Mm -hmm. This wasn't like, this wasn't not well thought out. This wasn't hasty. This wasn't like so many, so much was like, okay. And I, I, it took me a long time. Yeah. Where are you now with it? Oh, I'm complete. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really complete. And that feels so good, but it wasn't something it's well, I mean, you can take that back to the methodology too. Don't rush the process. Like I, I just couldn't rush how I felt like I, um, I lived without a couch for like six months because when John moved out, we like took as many, as much as we could from here to move to him. That made sense. And I just wasn't excited about it. Like I wasn't excited about doing anything and I didn't want to like buy a reaction couch. Hmm. So I waited until I wanted to do the thing. Yeah. I, I, really... I didn't. Yeah. It just, and it, it wasn't like I thought I was like, okay, great. Now I can just like move on and I'll feel, and I just wasn't there. I was like, just kind of in this uh, sludge for a little bit of time. And it's not like I wasn't moving on. I was dating and I was like, I, in some ways, but in other ways, I still hadn't given up the, and I didn't want it back and I didn't want to change the decision and none of it. I just, but I, you know what it was? I was mourning my life. I had a life, you know, like we had a life. And that was not, this way. That was this way. And that, that was supported in a certain way. And we supported each other very well in that life to be very, we were very good partners. And I mourned it. You know, I mourned it. I think we got to do that. Like the couch was like that symbol of. Totally. Mourning. And then when I felt like doing it, then I was so excited about it versus just, you know, I don't know. It but it took me a longer time than I, I would have uh, imagined. Yeah. I, I relate in so many ways about, um, like I talked to you, we were talking about triathlon a little bit at the beginning mm -hmm. of this and so much for a while, like it's, it's not a, like it's totally different than a divorce, obviously, but just like not, I had a kid and then it was like even getting pregnant and everyone's like, so are you still going to do triathlons? And it was like this thing that was just constantly the thing people mm -hmm. asked about. And I'm just like, can you give me a minute? to like choose yeah. on my own, whether I want to do that thing or not, choose to buy the couch or choose to get on my bike and then yeah. have it not be this definition of any sort of I've moved on or um, like you had something to prove or you have to make this decision right now and you haven't even had the baby yet, or you haven't even then had the, you, know, you don't even know what your life is going to be like. It's like. And I think that like, even with the pandemic, it's like this everyone talks about this, you know, return to normal, see, and it's like, let's, we all know that that's not the thing that's going to happen. And the reality is like, I, I'm in, you know, Santa Barbara, California, and we get to be outside, fortunately, yeah. like most days of the year. And I walk down state street and I see all the people having, you know, it's like 11 AM on a Sunday. And like the amount of people drinking margaritas was like kind of nutty this mm -hmm. like last weekend. And I think like, wow, like we've gotten, we're, we're kind of 
it seems like things are open again. People are playing mm-hmm. volleyball and soccer and the, yeah. everything seems to be open. And yet, you know, the number of people that we might be having come to our outdoor classes or a Zoom class is not the same as it was when we could no, have and it's, 40 it's not people. sustainable. It's not, it's also, no. well, it's not sustainable. I mean, so that's why this is all, everything's a question mark because I can't operate with my rent in New York city. I mean, it's tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars. A month. Yeah. So I can't operate, you know, it's, it's just, it's not, it's not viable. Um, speaking of margaritas though, this is funny. When, when I was figuring out when I wanted to teach every day, I was like, I'm just going to make it five o'clock happy hour. Number one, cause I'm not a morning person. Number two, it like gives people like a thing to go to not too late in the day, but like late enough that they won't day drink. Oh. And I, ha- I got so many people that were like, you saved me from starting like day drinking at 1 PM during this pandemic. Cause I knew I was going to take class. Yeah. So then it well, I, kept, I took like, your like, class normal- several times, like at two, it's two o'clock in California. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, okay, what do I do the rest of the day? I'm like, this is what we're doing kind of too early to do any drinking, but yeah. I'm like, Oh, Bethany's class two o'clock be read. Yeah. It was like a, that was like a thing. It's so yeah. funny, but yeah, I don't, um, it'll be interesting to see what it'll just be interesting to see what happens. I like anything and everything I thought I had figured out <laughs> like six months ago, Ooh. two years ago, whatever. I mean, it's all changed so much anyway that I am choosing to have as much fun with it as humanly possible. Like my personal life, my professional life, my body. I had a major surgery like a year. Yeah. That's why I wanted to talk to you about that. And all of those. Something, something I want to bring up about that recently is like you posted a video of you doing, it was probably a recording. There was a couple of people, you were doing a handstand Mm -hmm. and some people I saw like someone comment. Oh, it's the end of class. It was yeah. the end of class on Friday. Uh, Seth is in class. Sam was in class. It was live class. Yeah. And someone commented in the thread of like, oh, I've always wanted to do that. And you said it like is it it years of practice. Totally. It took me years. But th- like again, like they see the handstand. Totally. And just like to let people know, like, this is why I can do this now. This isn't like, oh, well you can do that. It's like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. I worked for this for many years. And then for the past year, I mean, I had, I had a massive uh, surgery. I had four anchors put in my, in my shoulder and I didn't work. I mean, I didn't work out of practice for close to four months. It was crazy. I was, I was, what was it like for you in that way? Because I, because you've been moving forever. I'm very similar where it's like, if I got stopped moving, like my self-care, um, (laughs) I don't even know what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I just decided that I had to not make it a, like, I could have gone in and be like, you're going to be stressed about this. This is going to be great. Da, da, da. Like, you, I could make myself be like, this is the way you are. Or I could just partner with what my body needs. And I knew if I gave my body the time to heal, especially because my surgeon got me. So I went with my third surgeon. I had an initial surgeon set up and I ended up going with my third like opinion but he, I was like, I'm going to be in handstand on my birthday, which is March 9th. And it was July, end of July that I was having surgery. I was like, so I need you to get that. Like, I don't want to have a shoulder that's going to operate like for normal, normal people. Cause what I do is not necessarily normal with my body. I need it to perform 
And I like to do things like that. And I've been so tepid for years because I've been dealing with this injury. So I hadn't even been able to like go pedal to the metal for so long. And, um, I didn't want to like screw that up for myself. And so I had sort of this, like, you just get to take this time. You just have to take this time and it's going to be fine. And like, I, um, and then I did PT, you know, and I only did what they told me to do. I had so much other stuff going on. I had two teacher trainings going on. I had a 300 hour plus a 200 hour. So I was very busy with like other stuff once I was past the initial the fate, like phase of it. So I'll say that, but like, I just wanted to be patient with myself. It was, you I mean, were it was being, like you did you like what you said at the beginning of find the people who are great at the things that they do and let them do their job. So it's like, totally. okay, I'm going to pick this doctor who's saying, you yes, tell I'm going to get your shoulder to the point where you need it to be. Totally. And so I had so many people that were like, right after shoulder surgery, you have to immediately start PT because you're going to get frozen shoulder and this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And he wanted me in a sling for like eight weeks. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to move. And I'm being told. And he goes, Bethany, you are the most flexible human. I am not concerned about you not being able to move your shoulder. I'm concerned that it's going to move too much, too fast. So I would like it to be tight in like November, December. I want this to hurt you in the front. Like you have to work through scar tissue for a year. And then it's not going to go anywhere and it's going to be fine. But if you move too quick now, that's already what you have. And I was like, oh, okay. But this was the antithesis of everything I've read about this surgery, everybody else's good opinions about what I should be doing. And I was just like, no, no. I remember I went and visited um, level one in August, actually. And I, I had my, my arm on a pillow. I was supposed to drive my car. I was like, and then I'm like, Bethany, why are you going to drive my car's manual stick shift? I was like, why are you going to do that to yourself? don't do that. Just borrow a car. You know, so I borrowed my dad's car and, um, I got up there and, and I, uh, I had lunch with Baron or whatever. And I remember him just saying like, uh, you should, you know, practice, just modify. And I was like, no, no, I, I, no, that's not in the cards right now. I don't, it's, it's not good for me to move my body right now. And he's like, yeah, but you could just, I'm like, no. And I, it was the first time I, I just like really, said, what I need is total stillness. Yeah. Works like trusted. I did. I, tr I trusted, I trusted my doctor. Yeah. I trusted my doctor, but I, you know, he got also, I have a student who's a doctor, uh, who is friends with the surgeon who like called that surgeon the morning of. So I knew his life was threatened. So I felt <laughs> like I was like in very good hands. I send him, we like text. Um, and I sent him like photos of, I like, was like, it's our one year anniversary and like sent him videos of what I'm doing. So it's what a gift fun. for him, man, to see that you, he did the thing that you asked him to do in like, I literally was like, good job. Yeah. So I'm like, very good job. You're very good at your job, you know? And I'm so grateful I did that when I did it so that now I'm able to do everything I'm doing. Like, had I not done that? I'm like, oh my God, thank God I did this. Wow. You know, or thank God I did that. Like all the things that have been hard and been struggle and been like touch such a mess, like my divorce, 
like this surgery. I like also like had another big breakup. Uh, I also just like a lot of uh, also the fire even that all actually has gotten me to where I am that it's better that all those things occurred than had they not occurred. And I was still dealing with all of those things right now. I feel the best I've ever felt. Yeah. I love what you said at the beginning too, about, I don't have time for that. Like for you had brought it up about like people and it was like, but you did have the time for the things and you took the time for the things that you knew that you needed to take the time for like your shoulder buying Mm -hmm. the new couch doing, you know, like going back and forth on the divorce and like reconstructing your studio and finding the right people. It's, it's all that stuff. That's like, oh man, she looks like she doesn't take a second. Like she just moves on. She moves forward. And it's like, no, I do move forward. You do move forward at the right yeah. time. It's like, I, you really it's are like intentional versus reactionary. I don't mm-hmm. want to, I don't want to react to things and just like, I want to, I want to make very intentional decisions. And this, this right now, like my, well, you know, pivot. It's amazing that, um, so Paul, some Pauline, of you, yeah, Pauline right Caballero, I mean, she's, it's hilarious that she wrote this. It's not hilarious. It's like, it's so on brand for Pauline that she wrote this book before this even happened. She has a whole book on pivot, right? And like, it's what everyone's trying to do right now. And she's like way ahead of the curve. Um, and I mean, with this pivot with me, it's very intentional, but it's something that I actually love, Adrian. Like if I didn't want to live stream and I don't love like being on camera and I don't love teaching on camera and I don't love re- like if I didn't love this, I would shut down the studio and do something else. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, if you, you know, as, as things change, like you have to really think about like, do I love this? Like I love it even not in a physical studio. No, do I miss the physical studio? Thousand percent. Do I miss the content? Do I miss, I I love like laying on people and I love a packed room and I I miss all of that for sure. But it's a separate thing that I love. I also love this. Yeah, you can have both. You can love both things. Right. And also there's like, you know, you have to decide. This is a totally different thing. So just because you, you taught or just because you owned a studio or just because it doesn't mean that you want to do this. Yeah. I love that you're saying this because, well, a couple of reasons. One, your next big thing that's coming is this 200 reinvented, this oh, two, yeah. the teacher training and you're teaming up with several teachers and um, Patty Ivy is one of them who's mm-hmm. interviewed on this, um, the show. And she said that to me and it was just the best thing that she, we were having a conversation just privately. And she's just like, Adrian, there's no shame. If you don't want to do this, there's no shame in it, but you have to decide. And that's where I think like, there's this, I love that you called the program reinvented and it's like, no, it is this opportunity. And we just had a staff meeting yesterday where it was like, I talked about how like you guys, this is the rebirth. Like, and I don't actually know what it's going to look like, but I'm starting to actually get clear on what do I love to do? What are my values? Starting mm-hmm. to read Pauline's book. And it's like all these little nuggets. It's divine timing. And, yeah. um, you know, she said the same thing. Like, there's no shame. And if you, if that is like an end, end of the no. road, like, don't do it anymore. And don't do it anymore. You have nothing to prove to anyone. You don't have to say like, well, I just, I just pushed myself through. It's like, why, why are you, why are you going to do that to yourself? 
I feel very like when this happened, I was like, oh, you are so lucky because not only do you have this as a talent in your back pocket that you haven't utilized, but like to the degree that you really could have. I mean, this was always like a in the back of my mind anyway that I wanted to launch an online thing. And so I, it just it took a pandemic to get a fire under my ass to make it happen. But That's I was safe. like, you're so lucky because you love this. Mm-hmm versus, you know, I, I, there's definitely, I've, I've talked to so many people. I've mean, talked to teachers from all over really the world. And some are just like, they hate teaching on camera. Yeah. But, and they're doing it because that's what's needed. It's like a necessity in their life, but they hate it. And that's not sustainable. No, cut and run so fast. Just, just edit, you know, like just, just cut and run, figure out what else there's so many avenues in which to deliver whatever it is that matters in life. And it doesn't have to be teaching over being a yoga studio owner. It's, it's just, it's not going to be possible. What would you say from your years of experience coaching people and like, you know, we just to circle back to that conversation of like, yeah, it's the spark for you is not in this realm of teaching on camera. Like Mm -hmm. what's the, is there like a question that you have that you ask your team, your staff, yourself of like, what do you, what do you want to do? What are you passionate for to find that thing? It, it is evident by what I spend my time on. It's, it's so evident. It's like, what do I care about? What do I, if I'm dragging myself to do something, Unless it's like, I'm sca- like a little scared. There's that mm-hmm. kind of thing where you drag a little bit. That's different though. That has a different, oh, totally. that is a different, well, I've, I've, d- well, I was like planning these podcasts. Oh my yeah. gosh. I was like, I pl- like, once I messaged you, I messaged like seven people at once. I was so lit up and I'm like, yeah. I want to do this. And then when people started not responding immediately, I'm like, oh, perfect. I don't have to. Totally. But then when I did the first one, I was like, no, this lights me up. I want to do this. I love having these conversations. And then it was like, oh wait, but I don't have to. But then I told them that I would. And then I have- <laughs> <laughs> well, I do that kind of stuff. I'll announce things that I know I'm going to drag myself on so that I have to make it happen. That's so great. I've done, like I did that with this digital platform. I was like, we are going to bring you an upgraded blah, blah, blah. I did that with uh, opening a studio. I was like, I'm opening a studio. No, no studio. I was like, I am opening a studio because then it forces me to show up on things that I know that I love. But I think the, the if I, you know, it's that whole meme that's like, stop doing shit you hate. Like stop doing shit you hate. If I really don't like doing something. Like, why do I keep, like, I don't like, I don't like to cook. I bought cookbooks for years. I would like be like, I'm going to get, I would go food shopping and like get in food that I'm going to do the thing. Like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't want to spend my time doing it. It doesn't, when I have a home cooked meal or when I do it once in a while, I'm just like, that's amazing. Except it's not really what I want to spend my time on. And so I can just not do that thing. I live in the perfect place for it. And I surround myself by people who cook. I just don't, it's, you know, it's like, But it's like that with this, I think, you know, obviously we have to adapt and adjust and overcome and you have to be realistic, right? So I'm grateful. And I think it's, we've been very lucky in like Zach, like Zach, who's like my right-hand man, he's, he's completely become a production. Like he's become a director, a, um, a sound editor. I mean, we're getting a, I feel like my 
we're all getting, but if we're engaging like collectively, all of us, those that are up, all, those of us that are really engaging in, in something new or, or taking life on right now, we're getting a master's degree in life right now. I feel like 100%. the amount of stuff that I have learned and become masterful in or that I had no idea about prior to this and now and him and Mary Allison, like all of us is just like crazy, um, like to the exponential. And I'm, and he's like, is everything my, my jam that I, that I have to do? Of course not. I'm an entrepreneur. I have to do a bunch of shit I don't want to do, but the bulk of it has to be something that I want to do, you know? And if I, um, and I, I only want people around me that are enthusiastic and passionate and positive and not in a fake way, but in a real, like, what are we going to do? That's going to make this great that aren't just seeing problems. And when that starts and that, and that's happened some, you know, I mean, myself included, you know, we have days or moments, but it's like, I'm immediately like, nope, did this does not work. Can't yeah. have it. Can't have it. Well, and what you said about spending time doing the things, it's like you said, it's evident. Spend the time. I'm what I want to spend my time totally. on is what totally. I'm actually lit and then up with about. This, passion yeah. For. With this, um, this 200 reinvented training that came about because, uh, a bunch of us were having like little C, like a CEO call every couple of weeks. Uh, it had happened out of the first summit. It was like Mary Lynn, oh, right. and mm-hmm. Pat, like Tyrone and, um, Cindy and Tammy and da, 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 whatever, a bunch of us that were just like getting on and, and being like, could just be so real with each other. Like, yeah. All teachers at most of them studio. All studio owners, yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically all studio owners and like boss ladies. And I, one week they had had it. And I guess just Patty, Tammy and Cindy were on it together. Just the three of them. I wasn't on the call and no one else was, I don't think, or whatever, or the, or the call ended and the three of them ended up talking. I don't remember. Anyway. Um, Cindy was taught, I think she was talking about her 200 hour that was coming up and you know, what was she going to do? And da, 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 da. And then she was like, she's a, she's an ideas person. She's amazing. And she's an ideas to action person. She's like idea and we're going to do it. Like I've never seen anybody work so quickly before my whole life. Um, she's, she's like, well, what if we did this together? I guess she came up with this whole brainchild and whoever, I don't know which one of them decided that I needed to be the fourth. So then Tammy contacted me and presented this to me, said, Hey, we want to do a 200 hour. And then like, we would split the work and it would be the four of us. And we're talking about like three women who have had studios for 20 plus years, pretty much. I mean, each, each of you, each each of them, not me, not me. I'm the, I'm like, I'm I'm the baby. I'm also the baby of the group and I'm 41. So it's like hilarious, but the, they invited me, they invited me in and we're like, we want you to do, you know, delivery and on camera and music. And da-da. And I was like, I, if someone had asked me to do just a 200 hour, I'd be like, no, cause I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that right now. It's like the last thing I want to do, except this with these people where I just get to do my favorite things that I like to do. And that's it. Yeah. I'm down for that. That's amazing that it's like, think about all the times you, you just said, I'm 41, I'm 40. I think about all of the time I've wasted in my, and not wasted. I, I want to say that is like it, times it's never wasted in experiences, but it's like how much I've spent on things that I actually didn't really like doing. 
and how long it took me to be like, no, I don't want to do that. And I'm doing it just because it's something that I've done before, kind of just in this conversation about studio ownership, teacher trainings, like, yeah, if you don't want to pull, if you're a barista at Starbucks and you don't want to do that anymore, it doesn't light you up every day. Like start to see what you said of what you want to be spending your time on. And what's crazy is there's, there's actually jobs for those things. People make professions about drawing on signs. So it's like, there's a job for everybody can find their, their, their niche. And also, I mean, and you have to be realistic too. You have to decide what matters to you and different things matter to different people. Autonomy and doing what I love matters to me more than anything. If money mattered the most, I wouldn't be making this. I wouldn't have made the same decisions that I've made. You know, I would have, I would have crushed it at a job that I can make bank at. Not like I'm like, you know, don't break out the violins. I'm living here and it's that, you know, but like, for sure, that's, that's not my number one. It's not my number one. And so you have to kind of like decide what is important to you when you're making like a shift in, in job, et cetera. But also in talking about like things you just don't want to do. Like we've had a ton of people ask, I don't know if a ton, but definitely at least several ask like, what can we do a 40 days program? Like, are we doing this? I don't want to do that. I have zero desire to do that right now. So no, I'm not doing it. No. So I want to end Bethany with, if there was any advice that you could give your younger self, speaking Mm -hmm. of this, like you're doing this program with some like 60 plus year women, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give your younger self? Uh, There are no rules. I used to operate like there were specific rules in business, timetables, relationships, but like parameters, I guess. They don't exist. Make your own, make your own rules. You a hundred percent make, make, like you just make it up. You can make up whatever you want. You can have, you can actually design your life to be exactly how you want it to be. And it doesn't have to come from this set amount of these set guidelines, like in any way, shape or form. And I'm like a very realist person. Like I'm a rational person. I'm a realist. I'm like nuts and bolts and numbers. I'm not saying, you know, you just, oh, you just go and, you know, Somebody just shows up. do what you, yeah, yeah. I, 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 hear me. You have to do hard work um, if you want something to happen, but really the, the created life is what I'm, I'm all about. And I didn't, I didn't realize the degree I knew I had a say in it, but I didn't realize I like, no, I have a hundred percent say in it. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. I'm so grateful for you all for listening and for joining in on this conversation and telling your friends about the show. Our goal is to inspire you and everyone into action. Please take a moment to rate the show and share your comments. It helps us get in front of more eyeballs on the podcast channels and ultimately inspire more people to live a life of passion and purpose while allowing for things to be messy. See you next week.